Today, all over the world, there are thousands of Sino-Soviet intelligence agents with money to burn, looking for unsuspecting targets for exploitation among members of our forces. some guy here um and the guy eventually came back and i went to like ask him about it and he's like yeah it's four grand i'm like fuck you i should have stole it it's been four thousand dollars on a on a, a, a single gun let alone an ak shut the fuck up you'll never like like uh well we can save this for the pod but i was gonna have a whole thing about how well we're live we're recording we're recording right now okay well yeah i was saying that like like if if you're uh, a discerning listener and you're like, I want to buy a gun. I would say, try to meet someone interpersonally and do it that way. Like, um, gun show, you like buy a gun. You're like, uh, okay, hold on. Can I try it out? And they're like, yeah, here. And then you look at it and you put it in your mouth. And you see the, <laughs> you see the feel. Like, like, perfect. perfect like, wow, it fits perfectly. Yeah. This will definitely blow my brain. Well, most of the people I bought gun from, I met on Bumble, you know, yeah. we started romantically, <laughs> we, we formed a connection. And then I said, Oh, I noticed you had a nice SKS that is that for sale. That would, I would love that a dating service and a, a gun meetup. Um, God, I can barely fucking stand a dating service on <laughs> a gun meetup dating service. Uh, Jesus. But uh, if you, yeah, if you have an interest. I oh, would, okay. Yeah. You're just going to say hi and never text me back again? That's cool. I'm yeah. I just want to buy a fucking. <laughs> what about that 357 mask? Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then she says, yes. yeah, we don't and have to like, get coffee, but at least fucking sell me the. Sell me the gun. She's like, okay. And you're like, got her. <laughs> yeah, I uh, fucked her. <laughs> uh, sell me the fucking IRA weapons or whatever. But yeah, if you can, if you can swing it, I would buy it from a person because, uh, Gun shows because that are, gun could have been yeah. used in a murder, and so you're like, you know, you know, it's tested. <laughs> Look, they, you, you're uh, in the eyes of the law, you're blameless. Um, but uh, yeah, gun shows will just uh, usually, uh, unless sometimes you'll you'll luck out and there'll be some old guy with a bunch of rifles there that you could buy something cheap. But usually they're overpriced as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like you'll see a, a table full of M1 Garands that are like two grand a piece. It's total bullshit they just they put it out there and they hope someone is like a like credulous enough to to buy it right because someone will be eventually um or even gun stores themselves that sell new guns are the same way they'll just list it whatever the msrp is which is usually bullshit they'll just list it at or above Mm -hmm. uh or they'll list it as below and what they're really doing is sort of inflating it and getting you to spend more money on it than you would um a pawn shop can be a good bet. Uh, Matt, yeah, actually, I sent Matt to one that had, does have good deals, like genuinely good deals. They had great guns. deals, yeah. Yes. Um, but a lot of times, though, even with those, they'll like the guy might get something uh, like a like a car 98 is a perfect example. Um, those, their value is so inflated because everyone just sees car 98, they see German. And they they just their heads are fucking explode and people people want to buy it like I saw one listed for like fourteen hundred dollars and it's like that is probably double it's at least five to six hundred more dollars than you would get at an auction for it like an auction you at most get nine hundred bucks for your average car have you ever been to a gun auction no I would like to go it'd be pretty cool they sell them in lots a lot of times so like um if you if you you know forgotten weapons he did a whole thing where he showed the process of of a gun auction where it's like you'll have a lot of four guns usually if if there's a bunch of inventory um and you'll bid on a lot and you just hope that like 
you know, you look beforehand if, if it's four guns I like, or if it's like three guns I like and one I'll sell or whatever. But yeah, I'd love to go to one. Um, if I, uh, you know, have three, I'll save up three grand and go buy something really cool. But, um, yeah, that's just my experience this weekend. I was doing some wheeling and dealing and that's just my experience. Some fucking that, insane. Yeah. Is that, um, anyone it, never spend, never spend more than like a thousand dollars on any single gun. Um, because it's just usually not that worth it. If you, if, unless you're, unless you have fuck you money, which a lot of the times they list it for people who have fuck you money, like four grand for like some AK, like someone would buy that because, oh, I have this unique AK in my collection that I never shoot. $1,400 for like a car 98. Why not? You know, like I can afford it. Um, so they put it up there for hoping for a whale to come along. But if you're looking for, uh, just one yourself, uh, always, um, yeah, try to aim to, to do it interpersonally or through, I'm, I'm saying this, if you're a straight dude, straight white dude, yes, that's the, that's the way to go. If you're any other demographic, don't do that. <laughs> like literally don't do you that. Know, like I'm a big, like swarthy white guy. I can do this, but if you're a woman or even, even black, I would say like, just you might want to aim for like an establishment then but. you know the other day i was like questioning i was like you know why did we start the pod i know we have great conversations about politics and like culture and stuff and i was like why do we why do we start the pod and i realized it was because we saw a need we saw a hole in the market where we said you know what there's not enough podcasts by straight yeah. white guys that's true there's yeah. it's just Amen, uh, Amen. It's just women and by POCs. Yeah. And we decided, you know what? We think <laughs> that to, and to be the first three men to ever make a podcast, straight, straight white men to start a podcast. I mean, it's pretty astounding. Yeah. You know? It's incredible. You know, we saw a market <clears throat> that didn't include white men and we said, this is a travesty. I'm, I'm sick and tired of not seeing myself represented yes. in, in podcasts. And we kind of yeah. uh, we kind of see ourselves as conquistadors of the, the podcast world. Yes, I would phrase it exactly that way. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think that is exactly how I would. We're phrase the knights it. errant yes. of the of the we're the the queen's knights errant of the pods. We're the we're the knights. Um, you know, uh, uh, well, what's the, we're like Seal Team Six, I'll but like Seal Team Three, and it's like, but we're all the guy who killed. Osama bin Laden. We're the Knights of Columbus, you know. We're like the. I was trying to make a Ku Klux Klan joke earlier, um, but I, I couldn't get a, couldn't, couldn't get around to it. Um, speaking of like demographics that need more white men, uh, we should talk about Black Panther maybe <laughs> and Chadwick Boseman. Oh dying. yeah, I was um, saying because obviously you know great guy, but. Black Panther being an, an example of erasing white men from... Oh, so, so they're going to have Martin yes. Freeman like yeah. suit up. He's like, I'm Black Panther now. Yeah. This, Whatever. This, like, the second the, one starts with him. The embodiment of the CIA. Martin just, like, Freeman taking this stuff. Again, like, I, I tell people, I'm like, that movie, it's so funny that... that it, it's interesting that that movie's had such a cultural impact in like, the way it has because that movie is so yeah. fucking... Like racist and not in the way that like racists think it's racist. Yes, like racists yeah. are like, it's, it's so racist because there's no white there's no people. White people yeah. And it's like, no, that movie is just so fucking racist towards Africans. Like yeah. there's just like this one magical country and it's and like it's the like, rest of it's a shithole and like hyper advanced, but they just have the same signifiers as other 
tribes do. It's like, okay, you've you've uh, posited the help of the CIA to 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 defeat the bad black man who's trying to the black revolutionary who's trying to free black people around. Well, I would I would say okay, uh, just. Prefacing, I haven't seen Black Panther, so I really, really don't know. Really? Wow. Well, yeah, I ref- there's not enough white people for me to watch. Right. It. I mean, obviously, it offers <laughs> it offers nothing. What's, right. hilarious, what's, well, what's well, hilarious is that like Black Panther and Captain Marvel are bad in the ways that like the racist people again, the, the, misogynist. the misogynists don't think don't they're think bad. They're, yeah, exactly. Right. It's hilarious because like Captain Marvel is such a fucking bad movie because it's like military propaganda the movie. And that's all it is. Like it's not even like the first it's like it goes above and beyond like Captain America even in terms of like great military propaganda because like the later Captain America movies are against the government like Captain America like, like and, learning and as much as Marvel and will Disney allow it. will allow right? yeah and then Captain Marvel's just like fucking deep throating the Air Force and then yeah. like she makes it her colors and like then Black her. Panther oh my god that final scene in Black Panther where he's fighting like the black revolutionary and they're both in Black Panther suits is like some of the worst yeah, CGI like I've ever seen in my life. And it's such a bad like ending fight anyway. But Josh, yeah. what were you Oh, well, I, off of that, I was saying no one's addressing the black on black violence in in. The oh, movie. that's a oof. That would, <laughs> that's a legit cut. I swear to God, come through. Go find me a couple of copies of the National Review around 2018. Someone has said that. Yeah. Like no. some conservative hack has said that. Yeah. I, I say that all in jest. I don't actually believe that. But yeah. Yeah. But like, so yeah, yeah. I see just from the cultural signifiers, I see Black Panther as the same as Kamala Harris. People, okay. people like Black okay. Panther because it's, you know, an all basically an all black movie for black people sure. with a black superhero. Yeah. And like, like, and like don't no. don't look at the policy, don't look at the stances, don't actually look at the film, but mm. just see it as a signifier. Kamala Harris is very much the same way. Don't look at who she is. People will vote for her because you know she's on the ticket and she's a woman of color. Yeah. And never mind her. Don't record. look at her yeah. actual career. Don't look at her stances. And so I kind of see them as one. I would say. Black Panther is way less damaging than yeah, yeah. Ultimately, they're not the same. It's a dumb in, comic book yeah. movie. It's, it's like a dumb a, comic book movie that, at like at its best, here here's the thing: at its best, it is a racist film that <laughs> did give like a bunch of that like, gave like a, a lot of like hope or whatever, and a lot of like representation and and stuff to. Like African American, yeah, like it's also just, like, yeah. why haven't we seen this before? Like, why has it, why is it taking this long to see this happen? Yeah, kind of like, yeah. So, like, there are things to take away from it. I think that are positive. Also, Chadwick Boseman, like R.I.P. Like, oh, is so, really like like in that movie, like as the as the role, I think is very likable. So, like, I, you know. Chadwick Boseman. What's interesting? It, that's hilarious. I think actually in in the movie, um, like itself, T'Challa is the villain. But um, well, yeah. But I mean, like, like. In the way he acts, like not like his character, more so just him and the way he yeah. like is. I think he is likable in the sense what? that like, oh, I I think he's like charming he, or whatever. Really quick, we need the Jewish version of Black Panther. Where Very it's good. Yes. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> like, that's actually a pretty good one. That's like a pretty that. good, Josh. That's a deep cut right there. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> um, right, but, it's 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 an ethno state of just all Jewish people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> they need help from the CIA. <laughs> <laughs> 
and you know, <laughs> everyone's just kind of like, the no, no, <laughs> or yes, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the name is Captain Massad. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, he's fucking Epstein. Oh but, my god, <laughs> it's little, it's said on anyway, it, it fits. Oh my god, it fits. <laughs> it's a little Saint James, it, but yeah. So what's what's interesting about it is Chadwick Boseman. Okay, so so he had like cancer during. Like all of his stint as Black yes. Panther, yeah. and this man, this okay, so he died uh, at forty three. Forty three, right? Fucking young. He had cancer all throughout, like so he was he was ripped as shit and mm-hmm. doing this like action movie yeah. and stuff at, at like in his forties with cancer, right? Yeah. Which is incredible, like and no one knew. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, he just like. I mean, like, it came out of nowhere. Like, the new... Like, when he died, it was just like, no one knew he had cancer. Right. right. Which is no like, one snitched. Yeah, no one... I, well, when I saw that he died, I thought it was COVID, because that's the first yeah, yeah, place I did too. you might yeah. go. It's like, 43, young, we're in a middle pandemic, someone but dies, it's like, oh, the, COVID. The day he died, he died at 43, right? The day he died, Jackie Robinson Day. Yeah. Jackie he, Robinson he wore... Jackie he Robinson. played Jackie Robinson. He played Jackie Robinson, number 42. Yeah. Wow. And he, he also, yeah, I was going to say, like, my thing with him is that, like, he seemed like a really cool, like, nice person who did, I think, take on. Because, like, it is a lot to be the first black. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a lot to lay on someone, especially with, like, just the, like, you're that person now forever. Like, even if he, you know, sort of lived into his older years, he's Black Panther forever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. He's Wakanda forever, ever and ever. People asking for the same thing. And to that do the dissolute or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And that could be a lot on someone. I I'd think fucking he, shoot a kid in the head. This was going to say, like, but he seemed to handle I, it really If I well. was an actor, honestly, and this is someone on Twitter was like, don't give this man control of a team. Because and it's true. Because if I'm if I'm a famous actor, famous superhero, and they're like, Matt, do the do the Wakanda Forever thing or whatever, I would just put a gun in its mouth and blow its brains out. <laughs> satire, you would you would put a satire at their mouth. And satire, <laughs> satire their parody fucking, them. Yeah, and then parody them. And then parody their fucking uh, brains out. Yeah. But like, so like <laughs> uh, seeing that, um, I just for me, it's like his post Marvel thing is is what I was like. What it's kind of sucks he doesn't get to do. Like the post superhero, like he's got more money than God. He's done all these films. Now he can like do the work that will like establish his like actual like acting legacy as like someone who is like good, like a good storied actor. Like, mm. um, which I mean, he got to play Jackie Robinson and Thurgood Marshall, which are like, I mean, as far as like roles go, those are pretty, uh, pretty stellar, but just like. Like, like, you know, I was with, with like any, anyone, any of the Marvel actors, it's like once you're done with that, like then I want to see like really what you're going to do. Mm, because which is, it, yeah, Chris Evans, it's it's kind of funny because like he was get, he, he was getting so tired of playing Captain America that um, in between films, he wrote this. Um, I can't remember the name of the film now, but he wrote and directed and starred in this film. And it was actually pretty good, but it was one of those movies that's like only for me i feel like it's yeah. like one of those movies where he's like i'm a down on my luck musician who meets this girl and hangs uh, out with her all night or whatever yeah. in new york and and like gets oh, to know cute. her and stuff yeah. yeah and i'm like this is such a it's such, such like a wholesome like indie film yeah. have either of you seen defy bloods Mm-mm. no okay so i'm not gonna do a full film review because i want you guys to watch it um but but in that movie, the the biggest takeaway for me was we did not see enough of Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman. Okay, because his character in that is is 
basic it is the heart of the film but not in a way you'd expect um so most of chadwick's well all of chadwick's scenes are flashbacks back to vietnam and um he's one of the main motivations for the entire movie like kind of pushing the plot along i wish they had way more scenes with him because he was so good in that movie now Mm. i didn't like the movie as a whole Mm. i thought it got kind of wacky towards the end but chat just watch it alone for the performances like don't worry about the plot or the second act or whatever but just the performances and Chadwick Boseman, especially now that he's passed, it's like even more reason to go ahead and watch it. It's on Netflix, Defy Bloods by yeah. Spike Lee. So I, I want to, um, if are, are we done talking about Chadwick Boseman? I was going to, yeah. let, let me, last thing is that okay. we're going to talk about, well, it's just stupid to even bring up. I was going to say 21 Bridges is like the kind of the only other Marvel thing he did, uh, non-Marvel thing, which yeah. is just very boilerplate, like, Cop, cop propaganda, like yeah, yeah, kind of. That was like, that was the movie. Remember that movie came out, and that was the that, that's, that, that, that prompted was the one, you to be like. Well, that was no, it was it wasn't the prompt. That was the one that solidified my that, yeah that my you're, you're, thesis, you're, and it's I'm constantly proven correct. Yeah, um, but um, no, yeah, you're right. But which I don't think it's like I'm not gonna say he's like a cop lover. Or like based on I was just saying like that's like well, as no, far I as mean actors are yeah. actors are typically like and not to tarnish Chadwick I'm not tarnishing Chadwick Boseman here but I'm just saying like actors in general are typically like vapid and, and like yeah, narcissistic the, people in, in general but so they they don't actually see a um harm or uh any cultural like advantage to their work. Typically like certain actors will but like most actors most like mainstream actors will just go yeah i'll star in whatever like they don't care like pretty mercenary yeah yeah, if if they started a pro-nazi movie they probably would you know what i'm saying because like they just don't care really they just just, it's all about that i I actually think the if it was something as blatant as that then most would be like yeah my like pr like i know not to do that but if it is a safe thing like just military propaganda or like yeah. pro-America stuff. Like, yeah, they, yeah, they, they would not see any, but which in this case, I don't think, uh, I don't know. Like, I obviously we don't know the guy's true, pure self, but he isn't, he didn't seem that way. And I don't No, like, I mean, yeah. even like, I mean, even ice tea, right? Ice, ice tea. Yeah. Ice tea. He, he, uh, he's in copying in So it's like, I mean, both of, actually both ice cube and ice tea have been. The oh, yeah, definitely. So it's like, you know, whatever. And they both don't like the police, so it's yeah. like, uh, you know. But I, I was going to say, if we're done talking about Chadwick Boseman, I wanted to... Oh, well, hold on, Matt. I got to stop you there, because I just got an email from my professor, and let me read this to oh. you. It says, fuck you, you fucking fuck. <laughs> you fat piece I was of actually. This is actually what I was going to talk about. I yeah. knew that you were gay from the moment I looked at you. <laughs> Uh, no, we're not gonna read any black artists uh, <laughs> books in this in this class. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm glad that you saw that. I didn't even know that you saw that on Twitter. Yeah, that's yeah, why I was I gonna bring it up. Too. I was gonna say like, yeah, well, I just got the it just got the email from my professor. Oh, okay, yeah. outrageous. Um, <clears throat> but talking like we're talking about um, you, you know, like representation in film or whatever. But like a lot of times, the the cultural argument will be like representation in academia. So there's been talk and there's constantly and there will never not be talk, which is like fucking great for my future, hopefully as an English professor, but whatever, mm-hmm. uh, of the canon, right? Like we, we constantly are talk 
you know, uh, we had a while back, and we didn't talk about this, but that I know exactly what you're about to bring up. <laughs> that TikTok about that girl who's who's a a, a neurodivergent uh, bi woman who's like I I hate reading. Uh, yeah, like, well, that's why she can't read Voltaire because right. he wasn't by or a woman right. Of color. But but read but read Percy Jackson written by Rick Riordan, which is a, a straight white male. Um, yeah. yeah, and and then so I mean someone someone else tweeted out and it was perfect response to it and it was like what the fuck I used to be able to read all of the Captain Under, Captain Underpants books and now <laughs> that I I used to smash those out in an afternoon and now I can't read fucking uh, the Magic Rainbow or whatever, or the, whatever like Marcel Proust I can't read Proust now like what the fuck it must be because they're terrible writers not because of like yeah it's just my depression um, it's not that you you know reading levels or 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 things um but yeah so so this tweet goes out and it's a it's a tweet about uh well it's the same it's the same vein as others we've seen where we've sort of completely given up any semblance of like interpersonal privacy at least for the sake of like airing out your grievances like nothing stays between you and another person it's um yeah like you feel aggrieved so you just post it to the and dox them like, i mean she was case. looking for a fight i mean yeah that's... i mean if you look at like the tweet like the the thread is that she starts out saying oh this this queer theory class i'm taking is is taught by a white man lmo let's go right so for the very first start she's saying i see that he is not my, my sort of my professor had a very interesting point about that mm-hmm. but continue which it's like also he's like a like gay like men can't be gay or whatever but uh whatever right and then it's you know oh i got the syllabus and i'm fuming and then it's you know her you know, she email. said before that before the syllabus she said if there's not at if there's not, if a not black at author, least yeah yeah at least a black author then i'm going to um i'm going to to rant and rave the first day of class. I'm going to say the gamer word. Yeah. Yeah. She gets the syllabus, right? So the, the story, the storyline that she gave is that, and we only hear one side of the argument, right? Yeah. So she, she gets a syllabus and she says that there's no, um, black authors on there, which I don't think is true. It's not true. Like, there's, there's six books, right? Which is hilarious. Cause someone, cause a lot of people were like six books. Whoa, you better nothing. drop that class. And people were like, if you can't read six books in a, in a humanities semester. in a humanities class, right? Like you don't. Yeah. Why are you in a humanities class? Especially like that, like a, like a uh, uh, like a g- gender and queer theory, right? Um, class. There's there needs to be that many books for the that amount of perspectives. But like three of them are from, if I'm not mistaken, three of them are from people of color, right? Queer authors. Yeah. Or whatever, or self-described queer. Authors. And also, like movies, they're they're gonna watch like uh, Paris, Paris is burning, burning, which is like yeah, like they've talked about uh, representing queer women of color. Like that movie does it. Yeah, and, and so um, she 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 emails her professor and was like, "Hey, listen, like there's not enough representation or whatever." She says she says something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing here, obviously. Mm. And then the professor emails back with a perfectly reasonable yeah. like more very more, detailed more thought yeah. out and more reasonable response then, than i honestly, would have given it deserved but also just like yeah like in no way shape or form is he really required to go to these links to talk like you would hope so right that you take the time but like so, i mean he probably teaches like i don't know how many students he has but this is like most of the time you just don't have the time or the or the or the like to to uh 
to give to just an email, yeah. but he does. So and, Cole, you probably and Matt, you too, but you guys probably know more about this. The the syllabi that yeah. these professors write up, they have to be approved by someone, correct? Or are they just well, created on y- their own? Usually uh yes. Uh depends on your institution. For me, my adjunct teaching uh pretty much was just here's like um, like it's like a pre-generated one, but that I could just add my shit in. Like no one was asking me to like, what are you going to talk about? I was like, I'm just going to do it, um, based on this very, ba- this is sort of outline that I've been given. Like, yeah. A teacher typically like a professor will typically like write up the, the, the lessons and they'll like kind of, it's not, it's not like laissez faire. They can't just do whatever they want, but it's yeah. not, it's also not like, uh, it's not like a high school teacher where you're 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 pinned to this one yeah, particular yeah. thing that you always have to talk about, uh, and and typically like the professor picks picks the books unless it's like your situation, like you're saying your situation or whatever. Where yeah, like sometimes like a university- ed history course, right? Know? Yeah, like like yeah. For me, it's like I've just been teaching that, and it's, that's in a literature course, yeah. especially like a gender and, and, and queer theory course. Um, uh, typically the the professor will will pick out you know kind yeah. of curate the, the the readings and stuff and like. I could have I could add in my own books and reading if I so wanted um just I mean especially with like online I I feel like like there's absolutely no way I can prove that they that they actually look at this stuff but um like I know for this semester for like the lat I have like classes in the latter half of it that I will probably just be like here's some other shit you can read if you want about yeah. this subject but but anyway so this professor goes into to great detail yeah, explaining explaining like, the background of the offers kind of like a quick rationale on why he chose these yeah. works mm-hmm. and and at the end of the email he respectfully says if you don't appreciate the works i've chosen you can drop the class like you're and more he, than welcome yeah. to not take this class and he makes to me the most prescient point which is that um a syllabus is by its nature exclusatory Ex- exclusatory Exclusive. 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 By its nature, it's exclusive. It's I in trying to grapple with this subject, I choose these things to talk about, and and by that nature, I'm choosing things not to talk about. And I mean, there's been like academic debate on like you know, uh, it's constantly happening. The canon and like like exclusive exclusivity and like what what does the what does the teacher exclude, right? Like, and historically speaking, what has the teacher excluded? Yeah. Um, and and I think this 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 professor makes a incredible point, like you said, which is that as like a course itself, as a one semester course itself, and the professor curating, like I'm taking you through this like like journey of learning through yeah. these texts. Um, there's bound to be texts that don't show up. Yeah, which is like the nature of the beast because you can't spend a semester in a queer theory course reading literally everything ever written. You would learn nothing. Like it would be impossible. Yeah, it would be yeah, it would be physically impossible for even like a genius to to, to go through all that. Even Elon Musk couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Um but she complains because it's not what she wants to read and she decides to tag uh, it's at Emerson, right? Yes. Um, so like- in, in, which is like a pretty prestigious uh, college in Boston, right? It's at Emerson College in Boston, and she tags them, and then she decides to talk to the dean, and uh, and d- d- she's trying to get him fired. I mean, that's and that and that is the what's so it's like over something like this, which is like okay, 
if she said that and then he which i've seen like people post interactions where like they're like oh my you know like i have like trouble accessing this because of like i i don't have trouble like good internet access and the professor's just like well fuck you yeah get better get better wi-fi you fuck like that's yeah that's a problem like that's not but this is like like him attempting to speak to her like an adult and then people are saying yeah. like and people are defending her yeah. saying that like oh it's it's so rude to say just drop the class and it's like well no i mean you Emerson college yeah. is a big college they have uh, trust me like kennesaw has plenty of of like gender and women's studies classes. And I'm assuming because Emerson College is a big ass private university, I'm assuming they have way more than Kennesaw does. Yeah. So you can, when, the thing is like at, at universities, you have this, this system, at least most universities have this system where when you sign up for the class, you get the textbook info and it shows here's the textbook list, right? Before you even start the class, it says these yes. are the textbooks you need. Before you even read the syllabus, these are the textbooks you need, right? Yes. Sometimes it's wrong. I actually had that happen this semester. <laughs> but um, she could have saw that, not yeah, liked it, and then dropped it. Yeah, it's not... It, there's no obfuscation going on. Like, it's uh, available to you. And the thing is, is like... It's him attempting to speak to her like an adult in that, okay, you have your issues. Well, here's, I'll respond to them. And then at the end, I'll, I'll say, if you're not satisfied by my, like what I've said or with the class, then yeah, like you can drop it. Like I'm not, you're not required to be here, which is like, to me, that's being more, that's, that's more an adult thing to say, which is that it's not suck it up. You're stuck here. It's well, you, you have agency. You can choose to drop it if you want to. Right? I mean, I've taken as an English major, I've taken plenty of classes where they've had text that I don't want to read. I mean, I've taken an entire course where the, the entire course had text that I didn't necessarily want to read. But like one of the good things about like academia, which I mean, academia gets shit on all the time. But one of the good things about academia that I found was that like it f even courses that force me to read something I don't want to read. I end up enjoying them because there's something in there that I would never have read on my own that I enjoy. I mean, there, I, read, I had a regional literature class that was um, that was women of color in the South. Right. It was like black. Uh, women writers in the South and it was um, like like Native American women writers and none of that stuff I would have read on my own but like I read Toni Morrison and I loved both the, I, I read Beloved and uh, I think it was like 16 I can't remember the no A Mercy and um, and Beloved by Toni Morrison and both of those are fantastic those are the, the best books I read that semester and I would have never read those books yes. and I'm not on there being like um excuse me uh, these aren't representative of what I want to read so which is what she did so Sopranos has a, a very good episode that it kind of talks about this where Christopher gets Adriana signs up him up for an acting class mm -hmm. and he's given a, a work to act and he's like oh this isn't the kind of acting i want to do yes yeah. and then he like cries to the professor and she gives him rebel without a cause and he's like oh well this still isn't you know i want to just like shoot people and like do mom yeah, exactly movies. yeah and then she's like well no like the whole point of acting is to get inside someone else's perspective yeah, to, to do something, and yeah. be someone who you aren't i think that also applies and that's a lesson christopher had to learn it's a lesson that these people are going to learn the 
the person morgue or whatever her name is who tweeted about her professor's email but also the tiktok video where it's the girl complaining about like white male authors and, and it's not that, and then like, suggesting to read a white male author. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's she her claim the tiktok girl especially her claim is that the only literature she can read is ones that she can relate to or are like well, come was, from her perspective yeah she was saying i can't um, Which is ridiculous because Percy Jackson series wouldn't cover his perspective. He's a at fucking all. son of Zeus. Yeah, it's and I think I think the Poseidon. whole the whole lesson oh. is and, and the whole lesson is like fuck. you <laughs> read that a book. plethora of like authors. Like you don't just read the same background as yourself. Like what do you get out of that if you just read an author who tells your story? What's the point the of reading? Point? Exactly. Yeah. Just like, go outside. Exist. Just, <laughs> just be. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like the the whole the debate which has been had over and over again um, because it's just the internet and things just like the, our corpses start to speak again because they just get drugged back up um, is that like because they are and it's like yes, historically the voices of like the perspectives of like men white men especially affluent men have just been the norm mm-hmm. that's why they become the canon is that these works are kind of plucked up and held up well look look but, at the historical like yeah and that that's what i always tell people too like i, I and I've, I've had to kind of like come to this realization typically if you go into a literature class and typically they'll be like oh, we're reading books by white guys right and it's like well like historically speaking or whatever like the people who wrote books who had the, the were white guys yeah, who had like rich, the, yeah rich white guys i mean like listen honey all authors are terrible people that's just a fact like True. almost all authors are absolutely the worst type of people because like to be an author in that especially like in the time period where like things were being canonized was to be rich and like a little bit and, off your rock and alcoholic yeah. rich alcoholic just you had to be a little bit off because like writing is such a weird like schizophrenic almost like endeavor especially back in, in that time so a lot of the the things you will read are a little bit off we come from that same crop and it's like yeah but they have literary value there is value to be gleaned from them 100 percent um and that's just like that's just the where the community like uh, it doesn't track with uh, people is that um, because I've sort of bought into this very which is like it's just you become so woke that you just completely close yourself off. Also to, to read things. Lolita. Like, like I do highly recommend that everyone. Yeah. Read Lolita's Lolita. point isn't that pedophilia it's is a, good. It is one of the greatest works of art that's ever been put on paper. And no one, like, literally no one who isn't already a pedophile would read Lolita and go, Oh, pedophilia is cool. It's not about that. I mean, it's yeah. like, that's like the, protagonist of Lolita being the fucking shitbag he is is the whole point. Yes. And also Lolita being the shitbag she is is the whole point of the book. I mean, it's incre- like it's an incredible work of art. Like it really is. Yeah. And that's and people think about it and they go, "Oh, it's about like a pedophile or whatever." And it's automatically canceled. You're canceled, sis. Or like I mean, there's that joke going around talking about like like Hitler who like in like like grooming Eva Braun or <laughs> yeah, whatever, right? Yeah, funny, which is yeah. hilarious. Like, oh, Hitler's canceled now, sis. Yeah. Um, well, Genghis Khan too, which is hits <laughs> close to home with me. Um, but but um, to me, it's like honestly, I don't really see anything wrong with emailing a professor and saying, um, "Well, your syllabus, I think, is lacking." 
Like that's fine. Like I honestly, I think it's good to have like a discourse between who you're, who's being taught and who's teaching. And like, that's that line of communication should be open. Um, in this case, I think her, her complaints are not coming from a place. She was of, looking like, for a fight. Yeah. I think she was literally just, she, was looking, I, yeah, she, yeah. she wanted clout. She was cloud chasing. She can say, and she, I, I was like scrolling through her feed. Cause I was like interested to see if she had any follow up. She never said what happened. She did have a meeting or whatever, but she never said what With happened. The dean. She got to talk to the Dean. Of, but, of uh, Dick she, Button. she, uh, she says, I'm not chasing clout. No, honey, you well, 100% yeah, 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 are exactly what it is. Like, chasing clout. Which, um, I mean, is like completely... She wouldn't have made the post Which is completely all. different than like that math girl being like, guys, by the way, making a video on the internet and like having depression and anxiety and being famous for this video is not like helping this at all. I felt, Oh my God. I felt so bad for her. Yeah. No, it's, um, yeah. Asking well, a really smart fucking question about like the, like why math is real being or, an incredibly in-depth, interesting philosophical question that, that mathematicians agreed like, yeah, what the fuck is going on? Then people were like, um, actually, um, it's cool and good to just accept everything that's been told to you. And if you question it, then you're a fucking... She yeah, made exactly. a great fucking point. Yeah. Where does math come from? It's like, shit, I don't fucking know. And Do she you? She even states, it, like, in the second video, her response, you know, she kind of goes a little more in depth. But in, even in the first video, she's like, okay, I'm not saying math isn't real. Like, obviously, you know, like, one plus one equals two. But she's talking about, like higher level mathematics like, like algebra how the fuck do you make up algebra and yeah. she's like i know who invented it but how how and exactly. why like what did you need it for and these are and people it's I a great said, question my reply was just like five bucks to whoever can actually answer a question because everybody was just like look how dumb yeah look how stupid well, and this, then people, this is the state of tiktokers stem stem retards were like um, well, you know, uh, uh, math proves literally everything. And then like actual, well, how? How actual mathematicians, like, like one of them responded and she was like, that's an actually great question. And I'll tell you how. And then she's like, well, we can extrapolate that. Like we need to figure out the circumference and blah, blah, blah. So we create this equation to figure mm-hmm. out the circumference and math just happens to like these equations that we can make happens to line up with what happens in like reality. Listen, when right? you yeah. draw a dick and balls. Yes. You need to measure the ball's circumference. Yes. This is what the Mayans were talking about. Like, <laughs> this is how they figured that out. But then, like, all these guys who were like, fucking, they're so stupid. They've never seen a woman before in their life. We're like, um, well, math actually, Elon Musk, like, they all follow Elon yeah. Musk. Well, actually, math explains everything in the universe. It's like, okay, we'll talk about love. How does math explain love, you fucking How does asshole? math explain why I can't get pussy? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah no, it's, it's good. As far as, like, yeah, this stuff goes, um, for me, it's, uh, it comes down to, uh, you can have a personal disagreement. You can have these questions, um, which I mean, I mean, in her case, she's not even doing anything wrong. She's literally just like like posting something. Now, I would say, yeah. in fact, I wouldn't just say she's not doing anything wrong and just posting something. I'd say she's asking a genuinely interesting yeah. and good question. Her only crime is thinking outside of the box and actually asking something that no one like has thought about. Yeah, like no one. I mean, like the individual. Her only crime to. is literally doing philosophy, like mm-hmm. philosoph- philosophizing where this yeah. comes from. But um, 
And but yeah, with this other thing is that first it's like taking a personal interaction and like I get it if the guy was like being abusive or saying the end like yeah uh, people should know about that uh, we're talking about the professor yes the professor like people like that's something because that you know that that is definitely over the line but it's just look at that interaction and look at the the links he kind of goes to make this not just a dismissive i know better than you fuck you type interaction it's like is he ever going to do that again now is he ever yeah, going to as respond? a professor, I wouldn't even go into no, that. I wouldn't even I'd be that. like, why, wish, why risk it? Or just ignore it. Just I'd be like, like I, I see, I can understand your criticisms. I'll take them into account. Sorry, but I'm not. Literally, the job, the adjunct, the place where I adjunct have script, like not scripts, but just pre-rendered emails to respond to people a lot of times because they so want to avoid a situation like that where don't put any of your personal voice in it. Just copy paste this and send it to people, which my, I don't. Which I don't do. My, <laughs> I, do. I just, I just, I respond to everyone personally because, yeah, you know, I'm a, yeah. My professor it, yeah. has a very interesting thing talking about like the whole representation in academia thing. So she is actually, um, so she is a uh, Russo-American, right? She's um, her parents were from Russia. They're white Russians, which again I've told you yeah, guys I talked this, about this. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's she's like, and now they're. Child's teaching marks. Like mm-hmm. there you go. Um, so she is actually her her she has two like um main areas of research. Her first main area research is critical theory, and her second main area of research, which is like her main main area, is actually like Asian American literature. Mm-hmm. Right. So she um decide she said that she read a lot of poems by asian americans and related to their like immigrant experience because she was like an immigrant child right so she like relates that experience so for real if we want to talk about like erasure of voices like asian americans like completely as far as literature just oh yeah yeah like yeah mainstream yeah um and so she she goes and she studies that and then she's trying she so she tries to get She's going into interviews and she she poses like this interesting question. She says, "What? Why can't a person that is not of like is it right for a person not of that group to speak on that group if they are an expert of that group? Right? So like for instance, if it say that she walks in for a job and it's taught it's an, it's an Asian American job, she said a lot of times the people who like when she interviewed." the interviewer would be like, well, you're not Asian, so why should we hire you? Right? You're not Asian American, so why should we hire you? And she's like, well, I spent years studying yeah, it and yeah. became an expert in the field. Right? And and there's not a lot of Asian Americans who are like actual experts in Asian American literature. Right? So it's kind of like a because rare it's, thing. It's, but it, it's like, it's a, like literature is something that like they, it's produced and put out there and people like, if you can read it, understand it, it's like this this idea that like you have to come from that background, otherwise right. it'll be completely But she yeah. she makes a great point. She says, Well, like, why are she says if this is the case, and she's not trying to be like anti PC, she's like very PC about it, but she's mm. like, if this is the case, why is a person why is like a let's say an African American or whatever allowed to to teach like like uh fucking British literature. Yeah. Right? Like, what? Like you have to make these, like, if you're going to make this grand sweeping thing where you have to be of this certain demographic or, like, in the, the case of the syllabus, write this very specific book from this very specific perspective. It's like, well, not... The, the thing is, like, 
those people, like people who are experts in the field or whatever, aren't necessarily going to match up 100% with what you think that rider should match up with. I mean, that rider is going to have different life experiences. Even let's just say they are like uh, by POC, like African-American women or whatever. And they do write that from your perspective. They're going to have a different perspective on it than you think, you know, like as even a yeah. person of your same, like, like they may class. some things that they may say some things that you're like, well, I wasn't expecting this to come from them. That's why I chose them. I wanted them to. And isn't it valuable? I'm sure my my worldview. And it's like, if if that's all you're looking for, things to reassert your worldview, then you're really looking for the wrong thing in this class or whatever. But, yeah, and isn't it valuable to have outside perspectives anyway? Like, I mean, isn't it? It's. It, I think it's extremely valuable to have perspectives that don't match up with your own. That's why you read. I mean, that's why I read. It's like, yeah. It's you get you get these great things. I mean, like again, you know, um, th- that's why I hate the whole like, um, and I really do. I hate the whole decolonize your bookshelf thing. It's because like I have, my, I mean, if you see my bookshelf, it's like it's very like diverse. It's just Blu-ray copies of the Irish. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Nothing but Martin Scorsese, baby. Yeah. Yeah, but if you see my my bookshelf, it's very it's very diverse. But like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take all of my white authors and throw them on the track on um, on the fire just because like there's been too many white voices or whatever. Because most of those books are great. Like like I I like my I like my Hemingways and F. Scott Fitzgeralds and and all that just as much as I like my Murakamis or Morrison's or yeah. whatever. Saying saying that your identity has to be tied to whatever story you're telling or whatever area you're researching is like very problematic for literature. It's racist. But think about think about how problematic that is for history. Mm-hmm. If yeah. the only people who could tell history are those people who lived it, then we wouldn't have history because accounts of history are dug up by people like generations later scrapping together documents about, and yeah. things like that. What about that. her story though? Yeah, well, true. We haven't talked about yeah, thought yeah. about that. But I'm just saying like how limited are you? How much will we miss out on if only like that identity could tell that identity story? Um like for me personally, I've been reading a book uh The Ethnic Cleansing of Palestine uh, which is, I think, should be fucking required. Reading. It's by an Italian man. No, it's by <laughs> it's by an Israeli. It's by a guy who lives in Israel. Like he's an Israeli historian. Wow. And you would think that, like, okay, if I'm going to learn about Palestine, then which I didn't intentionally seek this guy out. I didn't know who he was. I just saw the book. I liked it. The the I wanted to know more about it. Um, actually, it was assigned in undergrad, and I didn't read it then. And now I'm reading it now, uh, five years later. Um, and um, I mean, it's a fantastic book and it, it, it uh, reconciles the fact that, you know, he lives in Israel um, with and he knows like it's like I know all this shit. I know it's covered up and I know like the narrative is so gross and has demonized Palestinians. It's lionized like someone like David Ben-Gurion, who's like a fuck who would be like is like basically Klaus Barbie, but just in Israel. Um, it's basically who? Klaus Barbie. I have no idea who that is. Yeah, no a f- Nazi butcher of Leon. Like you know, I should I should have picked like the the head of the I don't know uh, Himmler or something. <laughs> yeah. It was Goebbels, you know. Like yeah, I mean, kind of more like Goebbels maybe then. Um, but yeah, no, just like like the fact that he lives there and he's like, I am surrounded 
by all the towns, all these Palestinian towns that are just ghosts now. Like they don't exist. I'm surrounded by towns that have been renamed, paved over and replaced. Like so many times he just talks about how like I live from this side of this massacre. I live in a, this town that was they were forced out um, and all this stuff. And it's and again, it's a fantastic like book on this subject. And it's coming from someone that if you're taking this argument would be dismissed out of hand. Like, why would I read about Palestine from an Israeli? And it's yeah, like, and I think there's a difference between like so writing a book about, you know, um, Israelis murdering Palestinians or whatever yeah. and displacing them is different than like um like that whole American dirt like scandal right because there's, yeah there's mm-hmm. a there's a big difference because you're not you're 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 bringing to light something that's like actually happening more so than writing this like fictional and, and just to fill mm-hmm. people in American dirt if if I recall correctly white author writing about Mexican American experience and she's white Cuban on her grandmother's side. So mm. she's never identified as a Latina or as Hispanic because she's always passed for white. And she's basically like she's basically she's basically like uh, a, I mean she is she's a white Cuban, right? And so she says she's like, okay, um I'm gonna write this book about the uh, struggle of trying to come to America as a Mexican immigrant, right? Um, and a lot of it. So there's been there's been a couple of kind of reactions to it. The first one is that um, she can't speak to the the immigration experience because she's been she was born in America, she was raised in America and stuff, and so she kind of like. She, I don't want to say trivializes, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say trivializes like the Mexican immigration experience because she gets a lot of facts wrong. She gets a, she gets facts wrong and it's almost, um, but she also stereotypical in a way. Yeah. She also like capitalizes on the suffering that they go through. It's kind of like a lot of suffering porn. And a lot of people have said that like, uh, the characters themselves wouldn't have to go through them because they are, I think they're white Mexicans and they're very well off white Mexicans. So it's like a difference. There's a difference between being like a rural, like farmer Mm -hmm. family from Mexico and being like a lawyer's right. Like family from Mexico. So, so, um, but she more capitalizes on it. Whereas like the, the book, the book that Cole is referencing is kind of like, uh, you know, actually like actually brings to light, um, you know, uh, the, the struggles of Palestinians. So. I was going to make a point about something. can't remember. Maybe we'll just move on. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. I think there's a big difference to there between those, those two things. I was trying to okay. Say. I was just going to say like in, in this case, if like similar situation, uh, a student looking at a syllabus and going, I'm reading about, this is a class about Palestine Here's an Israeli author. So I'm going to send an email being like, well, this isn't right, you know, and then, <laughs> I mean, in this case, uh, if I got something like that, yeah, I'd probably just, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not that worried. I don't think this is uh, definitely not the norm. I, yeah, I don't want to maybe paint this as like a, the, the, you know, the fucking, the professors like you're, they're coming for you, you know, like, I just think this. But is, it does yeah. happen. That's the thing. It does happen. Because, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. It's not necessarily the norm. 
and it's not like the end-all be-all of the world right now, but it is someone's job. And I think a leftist project um, can't include that type of... If we're going to include like a cancel culture type thing, which I don't think we should anyway, I think that we need to be very wary and like dismiss that type of cancel culture outright where it's, um, it's like consumerism to the nth degree of this educational experience that I I want and I feel entitled to and I am paying for Um, I want it you know it's like uh, I want it my way essentially right so so I'm going to I'm going to get this person fired and say say this person does get fired then then who's to say that that person could get a job later on or or has you know it's probably yeah especially I mean adjuncts themselves like professors themselves professors themselves aren't like it's a very precarious situation to be in and uh, that's that's what's interesting is like a lot of times we we kind of view professors as um and i actually talked again the same professor i she's awesome i talked to her like on the phone for like an hour just talking about being a professor and everything and she says that a being a professor is a thankless job she's like if you want praise you're not gonna get it sorry she's like if you want praise be like a like a philanthropist be something else right besides a professor (laughs) yeah be something because she's like you know, you'll have people who think that you you'll have like Republican people or, or right wingers who think you're nothing but like producing like these Marxist like kids or whatever. And she's like, and then you're going to have people who think you're too like um, liberal. Yeah, too moderate, or too whatever. moderate, not radical enough. She's like, and then like students aren't going to appreciate you and all this stuff. Right? Like she's giving me all this stuff, but she's like, you know, it's just a, it's one of those professions that you know you're suited for or not. You know. Let's take this kind of discussion and and make it more general. So we saw the situation with the professor where he, he's obviously in the right. He's not doing anything wrong, but you have this woke progressive who is trying to make a situation out of nothing. But this this like. Getting to the heart of her argument, it seems like she's saying that this professor has done something morally wrong and is himself a racist. Do racist or people who are quote problematic, do they deserve jobs? That's like that seems to be mm-hmm. kind of at the core. Like, and and I I think to to Matt's point about a leftist project, and I think we've said this before on the pod. I can't remember, but but. We're going to have to learn to, like, get along with people who are, like, problematic. And those people deserve jobs. Like, they deserve food on the table because that's – what is that professor going to do now? Like, he's probably been a professor his whole life. That's all he knows how to do. Like, imagine how hard it would be for him to stop doing that and the, doing yeah. his living. Well, I, I mean, I would say – I guess I would preface this by, like – I mean, I think it's probably a good idea to not have someone who is racist teach queer, queer, a queer, or who is or just, a bigot teaching a queer theory class. Yeah, yeah like because like that can, uh, which I mean, in that case, means like shuffle them over, like not like just I, like I guess if if the question is do they deserve jobs, I would say yes, but just being mindful of what positions they're in. Like if someone is prejudiced and like. Um, I don't know. It's just like you're, I mean, as a professor, you are sort of molding minds in a way. Right. And if you're doing so with like these inherent, like, like, I mean, I, I guess 
out and out by like pre, like big bigot bigoted uh, ideas then i mean i we're gonna I, have to get rid of every single economics professor for that's true right. i agree with that I agree every with single that. all the business departments i'm sorry you're gone yeah i'm sorry you're fired so i guess in this specific situation i'd be like um I wouldn't necessarily want someone with those tendencies, like in the role of teaching. Um, that doesn't mean I want them to economically be like deprived. Yeah. So I guess yeah. generally you're, to your question, it's it was a yes. general blanket statement. It's, you know, yes. Like, cause like, you know, everyone deserves the right to sort of uh, a means of existence and uh, a, a means of like comfort. Um, but I would just say like, yeah. Cause like, I don't know. I just I don't want to seem like well, yeah. He has he he obviously deserves to just still still stand up in front of his his class and be like Obama's the Hitler. <laughs> like no, like this, yeah. That's that that's which this guy isn't even doing. Yeah, that's like not this, what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but not to go full Tucker Carlson, but like imagine if you will, hypothetically speaking. Okay. Um, like you know, having um, sort of like expecting people's jobs to be held like by their being pc or like being acting a certain way or thinking certain things in order to hold a job i get what you're saying professors are a little different because they're yes. like guardians of knowledge in in a way or yeah like, and like yeah giving actual ideas and they can be very they could have the potential to harm students or whatever yeah if you're going up there and like hooting and hollering about like um just like the inherent africanness of like fdr then yeah it's like it's an issue because it is an issue because like they're you're supposed to be teaching history and if you're not or whatever whatever subject and if it's just blanketed with this bigoted sentiments then like you're not doing i mean you're not doing your job really but go ahead and the cat's out the bag yeah. oh my, yeah my cat just left the room um but yeah, get rid of every economics professor. Absolutely. programs are closed down. They're going to be changed out with revolutionary vanguard courses. Harvard Law, just take them all out and back and fucking. Well, Harvard put, as yeah. an institution will no longer exist. Put a fucking bullet um, in their brains. No, I'd make them like like break rocks or something. Like you know, I think everyone deserves a right to break rocks at a certain point. You know. Like that's my soft. Get rid of STEM approach. departments. Well, fuck it. Let's go ahead and let's do this. Yeah, get rid of science. Get rid fuck of science. Science, science bitch. is stupid. Matt's gay. <laughs> get rid of science. Get rid of technology. Get rid engineering. of engineering. Uh, just put some shit on some other shit. Easy. Done. What's next? Ugh. Biology. Uh, things. Fuck. Huh, boom. Got it. What, what else <laughs> you got for me? Physics. Uh, I'll. F- Physics, you. <laughs> we need to bring back Italian studies, honestly, at the university system. Absolutely. Like we have African American. The first studies semester spent studies. watching Sopranos. I swear and to God, and you'd be like, "Hey, I'm fucking walking all week. Come on!" Oh my God, I just thought, uh, just like, see, we ha- again. Uh, I keep saying this after the pod, but while we're in the pod, I, I, I can't stress this enough. We've, we've gone away from our anti-Italian roots. <laughs> It's like it's bullshit. Personal, like, like that's this is what I think. I think it's bullshit. I think we need to keep on with the anti-Italian discrimination. He's like Tony. I looked my my Italian American history class is taught by a fucking mooly. It's taught by a fucking mooly. I mean, Bobby Bobby. I swear the to God, if I don't see any Italian American authors on this syllabus. 
Yeah, Chris D'Angelo, you yeah. know, white fragility. I want to breathe. Yo, where's Tony Spaghetti, huh? Where is he on here? Yeah. Where's macaroni cheese over here? Where's Come Chef Boyardi? Chef Boyardi, yeah. you know, fucking <laughs> great Italian. <laughs> fucking great Italian American. Come on. Where's Timmy Macaroni? Oh, my God, did macaroni. Fuck. <laughs> we're running out of dishes. Yeah, we're running yeah. Where's Jimmy Alfredo? Come on. Hey, come on. Yeah. No, we should do. I, I, I only. What is this fucking quest? <laughs> <laughs> I fucking only, gay or something? I only endorse. This oh, we're sort reading of thing. some fucking Latinx authors over here. Come on, <laughs> what is this fucking gay? Come on. I, I only endorse this sort of representational stuff with Italian Americans. Like, <laughs> the only people who get to do this. Christopher Columbus was a fucking great man. Yeah. They keep tearing him down, fucking indigenous day this, indigenous day that. We keep talking about the guy who fucking discovered America over here. I do love that in The Sopranos, he's like... Incredible. Uh, the, the first, towards the end of the first season, um, there's the the black gang member or the black mob leader who yeah. like has hip-hop records or whatever. Yes. And he goes to a sit-down... And he's like, hey, we're looking for, for reparations over here. And these guy's like, we used to be the N-words before yeah. you were here. <laughs> the Italians were I the love, N-words. I love the whole fact that like... The, we're all N-words. <laughs> the Italian mobsters are so pissed off because like the black gangsters are doing crime differently. They're yeah, like, no, yeah. you know, we used to fucking dress nice, beat the shit out of somebody and steal the fucking money. And now these people are coming over here selling crack that's like the, what the fuck are we the whole point of like the godfather is like oh don corleone won't sell drugs he won't be a hip-hop style thug you know like yeah that's I'm exactly the other day am i done this winning <laughs> are you telling me i'm some type of mulan <laughs> type of we? no we won't be doing crime like the bad way yeah you know um no, that's the that's the that's the whole like i was thinking too of like the whole like I mean, Sopranos is great about showing what a sham it all is. Incredible. But just, um, specifically with like Christopher, not to spoil anything, Josh, but Chris does down the line do some shit that would get him popped by anyone. But because he's Tony's special little boy, he does it. So it's like, oh, we have this code of honor. We whack whoever uh, a certain son uh, gets it for the same reason. But Tony's special little boy, no, he can never be hurt no matter what he does. You know, he's 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 always protected. So it's like, yeah, it's like this sort of like this uh, bullshit. Like um, I was thinking the last episode I watched, uh, it was very funny. A lot of gay stuff anyway. But um, wait, you haven't seen it all? No. I got locked out of my HBO like account because like it's a well, tie. to the HBO office has put a gun in their yeah. fucking mouth. I'm telling Josh it's tied to my. It's not even parody at this point. We're gonna kill everybody at the HBO office. That's a leave the left to us podcast. No, that satire. Matt. When he, whenever Matt says it's not, da, 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 da. it is da, 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 da. satire. Um, uh, you should like like I should record satire, and then every time Matt says kill or or die, I just we satire. stop. It cuts out voiceover. Cole, 
what you're about to hear is, is satire parody. Satire parody. Okay, Very so how about this? Like, Josh dresses as the Punisher. I dress as Rorschach, <laughs> and you dress as the Joker. And we go yeah. to HBO offices and show show him a little something, something. Yeah. Show him a little white fragility. Uh, how Mr. about that, Mister well, HBO? I have a I have a I have a problem with your programming. Yeah, we have a we have a question, and we also have an answer. It's called a gun. <laughs> what do you get when you cross? <laughs> Uh, home box office programming <laughs> <laughs> with an inability to get it or uh, access it, whatever. Uh, speaking uh, of HBO and the Joker, we do have uh, a Joker to watch. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we're gonna watch the Joker after this. because yeah. I, I was telling my girlfriend that it's like with the Joker, it's kind of like the the Star Wars prequels for me. It was where it's like I watched it and I was like, yeah, it's it's fine. Like, have I you seen wanna... it twice? No. Like okay. I watched it the first time, and I was kind of like, "Yeah, it's kind of like." Whatever. I've only seen it once. I've seen it once. I've seen it once, and I, I've heard something recently that I think might actually improve our improve our experience. That the yeah. Joker is says the N word, gay and a gay by POC. No, I I, uh, I heard a I heard a a, a view or like a, a an analysis of the film, and I was like, "That's actually very." Clever. It was all a dream. <laughs> anyway, all right. Um, anyway, yeah. all right. That's fucking moolies. Fucking yeah. moolies. Teaching a yeah. Come on.